1: That Time When edition. Now, of course, it is the Azerbaijan Grand Prix this weekend, and we thought we'd reflect, not too far back, but to 2017, where we had an absolute banger of a race. Now, joining me, of course, in your ears, is the wonderful team, no, not team, just WTF1. WTF1 team founder? I don't know, I've just made that up on the spot, Tommy. Messed it up a little bit, but how are you? I'm good. What a race this
0: was, and... It's not that long ago, but I guess five years. Some people might might be new to the sport and not know, but it's a, a good one to relive.
1: Yeah, so five years ago. It does feel like it was quite a long time ago, this uh, absolute worldy of a race. But let's, let's reflect back five years to what Formula 1 was like back then. Uh, and Nico Rosberg was, in fact, the reigning champion, but decided uh, not to race anymore. Uh, he retired at the end of the season in 2016 and uh, just... Hung up his gloves and was like, "Thank you very much. I'll have the title." And uh, that meant we didn't have uh, a reigning champion on the grid. Can you remember the last time that actually happened, Tommy?
0: Oh, you have put me on the spot there. I'm, I'm assuming you are the would, glossary. It would must have been 1994
1: uh, when Prost retired. There you go. Cool. See, look. I don't know if that's right <laughs> or not, but it sounds right. Uh, you said it with enough confidence. Um, but yeah, of course, the Rosberg wasn't racing. Uh, there were new regulations uh, put in place to make the cars wider with more downforce, uh, which you would imagine probably on the face of it isn't the best thing to make the cars wider. No. <laughs> um, and that's uh, the reason why moving forward now into the newer era of car in 2026, they're making it narrower again, right? Because wider cars doesn't necessarily mean better racing.
0: No, the whole point of the 2017 cars, they were just like, we want them really quick. They need to be super fast. And they were incredibly quick and they looked incredibly cool especially after if you look at a 2016 car with the really narrow wings the skinny tires um they almost look like little toy cars almost um (laughs) and then they had these these cars that looked really cool but maybe weren't the best for racing
1: Yeah, making the F1 cars as quick as possible doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get good racing. Um, Anyway, this this particular race was an absolute uh, ridiculous, crazy race. Um, And Ferrari were, in fact, in the title fight at this point. Mercedes had some competition. This was, of course, the year, Tommy, where there was all kinds of talk about Ferrari's engine is that right uh not yet that no not, oh, this that was 2019 been, sorry that yeah. was 2019 2017 they were legitimately there with Vettel and Raikkonen at the helm
0: yeah because a lot of people thought it was going to be Red Bull because essentially they changed it to be more aero-dependent if you like so that normally is a sign of Red Bull and Adrian Newey but it was Ferrari that were that kind of got it right and it was nice to have some competition because Merck had obviously the previous three years, 2014, 2015, and 2016, it was literally just a case of you you cannot win unless you're in a Mercedes or a Mercedes both Mercedes retire. It was they were so far clear where this was nice to have, you know, and not especially because Rossbeck retired as well. So he didn't even have that interteam battle anymore. So yeah, a title fight fight between two different teams and drivers. Yes.
1: Yeah, so uh Bottas entered the uh fray at Mercedes didn't he and uh was Doing okay, uh, as yeah, be he did, said. Yeah, did
0: pretty well this first year before yeah. he got probably
1: demoralized being Hamilton's teammate. <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, but it's safe to say in 2017, it was refreshing to have somebody, another team, uh, fighting Mercedes. Uh, and at this point, Vettel actually led the world championship ahead of Hamilton uh, by 11 points going into the Azerbaijan Grand Prix. Uh, now, the track going into this as well, everyone. Including probably ourselves, Tommy, uh, had kind of written off Baku as this awful race. No over, like there was just no action at all in 2016. Um, and you know, we'll be forgiven for for kind of jumping to conclusions a little bit because 2016 was awful, uh, but, <laughs> just a bit. Yeah. But my God, did it flip over for this year? Uh, 2017, not this year, is it? 22, maybe, maybe 2022 as well. Who knows? Hopefully, well, hopefully it
0: doesn't go back the other way, but I mean, yeah, 2016 was dreadful. It was a uh, Rossberg led from start to finish, not a popular race, not really much going on. It was one of those things where you saw the castle section and you thought this is going to be absolute carnage. And I think the F2 race was absolute carnage and there were loads of red flags. I mean, I missed this whole weekend because I was at Le Mans and it was the year where Toyota broke down on the final lap and it was super dramatic. So I kind of missed all of this, uh, and it sounds like I didn't miss much from watching the highlights and hearing the fan reaction because, uh, yeah, not not a banger, not not even a good race. Uh, and it was actually the European Grand Prix that year, so I guess that's a good way for Azerbaijan to just pretend that one didn't exist. What a what a race the Azerbaijan Grand Prix is! But we've had bangers
1: every year. Yeah, they tried to delete it from history, 2016, um, and it's such an important race, isn't it? The first. Uh, Grand Prix around a track, that, you know that all eyeballs are on it. It's a new track. There's excitement for it, and then for it to be as bad as it was in 2016 was was not good. But it all turned around in 2017. But not very, not not in qualifying. Uh, Hamilton uh, got pole position by an absolute mile, uh, and there wasn't much hope again for for, for 2017 to be an exciting race. Um, and also worth mentioning, Daniel Ricciardo, who was with Red Bull crashed in Q3, so started 10th. 10th might actually be a good grid spot for Daniel these days. Um, (laughs) Savage. I know, sorry. I'm I'm doing Savage Tommy these days, but uh, but Ricardo was in fact a front runner in that Red Bull, right? He was, yeah. Uh, I mean,
0: there wasn't much hope of excitement, like you said, because Hamilton was half a second clear of Bottas and then there were a whole second clear of Ferrari in third and fourth, so it had easy, boring Mercedes 1-2 written all over it. But it
1: wasn't. Was it? It was <laughs> not, absolute not quite. carnage. Uh, yes. So at the race start, there was just complete chaos uh, from the beginning. Uh, Carlos Sainz spun at turn one. Bottas and Raikkonen then collide, fighting uh, for P2 at the time. Uh, and then Bottas got a puncture, which forced him all the way to the back of the field. And in fact, actually a lap down as well. So <laughs> just carnage from the get-go. Yeah, definitely. The, I mean, Kvyat,
0: Basically, it all started for science because Kivyat, his teammate, went off. This was when science was at Tarasso and he went off in the, uh, dare I say, the Hamilton runoff, if it can be called that now, uh, at turn one and came back on the track quite an unsafe release, uh, like, like coming back onto the track. And it kind of spooked science, his teammate, as he came back on the track and he just lost the car and spun off. But the main drama was obviously Bottas and Raikkonen first and second. It's a a classic Baku lap one, tight 90 degree turn. Two doesn't go into one and they just collided and Kimi dropped down the order with damage. But Bottas had an absolute nightmare because he had, if you remember Alonso the year after, uh, not quite that dramatic. He had only one puncture, but he had to make it all the way back to the pits with one puncture, uh, which put him, yeah, like a lap down. And seemingly his race
1: over but it was carnage so it wasn't (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, it's also worth mentioning as well Vettel I think it was nearly just spears into the back of uh, Bottas in turn one as well it was so tight yeah uh through there but I guess these drivers you know very much getting used to um racing around the streets of Baku for the first time and uh yeah Bottas had an absolute stinker of a start his front right was Punctured, and you you would think that's game over, isn't it? Especially being a lap down, like there's 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 no hope. Um, but yeah, as you say, it was very much uh, turn two, wasn't it? Um, the ninety degree left hander, Bottas on the inside just washes a little bit wide, smashes into the uh, left rear of Räikkönen, and pretty much um, you'd think game over. But Carlos Sainz, yeah, had just such an odd spin, didn't he? It was just like oh. he got scared by his teammate being near him, and then yeah. just spun, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, interesting start to the race for sure. Uh, so the early stages was that Lewis Hamilton led from Sebastian Vettel and Perez had a great start uh, in the force India. Uh, remember back then as well, uh, Perez just loved having a great midfield drive in me, <laughs> uh, in that, in that force India, um, yeah, crazy race equaled Perez just in the mix somehow. He just, he just loves it. Absolutely loved it. Um, so, yeah, uh, actually, I think Danny Rick also went for a, an early pit stop, didn't he, uh, at, the, uh, at the start and, and gambled on um, a different tyre strategy uh, and then started to try and come through the field. Um, also worth mentioning, yet as well, that actually had debris from his brakes, wasn't it? That was the reason why he pitted early, but then it also put him onto a different strategy.
0: Yeah, it seemed like it was a, maybe a bit of a miserable weekend continuing because he rejoined in 17th and... The fact that he pitted with Debris, not you don't you don't want to be pitting that early, but it obviously ended up being quite an inspired move in the end. Uh and then yeah, back to Sergio Perez. I mean, he loves Baku, doesn't he? He was on the podium for Force India 2016, ended up there Racing Point 2018. Uh, and then he was up there this year as well in in P3. Just loves the place.
1: Absolutely loving life. Um, so yeah, moving on from there. Uh, We had our first safety car on lap 12, I believe it was. And uh, there was an engine issue for Fiat and an engine issue for Verstappen from P4 on the same lap. Heartbreak.
0: uh, Yeah, Verstappen's year. That was the year that Verstappen became a bit... It was him and Alonso, I think. uh, Both became a meme because they just had so many DNFs from reliability problems. Uh, This was Verstappen's fourth dnf in six races <laughs> so he got on the radio and was basically just like oh great here we go again um and yeah i mean there's there's a lot of drivers you can say this about but in hindsight probably an easy win if he'd
1: have uh, his engine hadn't conked out
0: but a few yeah.
1: things ifs and buts eh? yeah uh, but with the safety car coming out for the first time you'd think everyone it's all calm and collected all oh, lovely. <laughs> you know, safety yeah, so. is the paramount of safety car. Uh, but in fact, it was the unfolding of one of the most God, just strangest, maybe controversial, you could say, incident uh, between Sebastian Vettel and Lewis Hamilton, where coming around, I'd say, what, three, four corners from the end, that really difficult, horrible left-hander where the wall greets you before another left-hander, and then you're basically onto the long straight, Uh, Hamilton went quite slowly didn't he He was back in the pack up or wasn't doing anything particularly abnormal but went quite slowly and Vettel just drove into the back of him and uh, that wasn't the end of it because he then pulled to one side and fancied telling Lewis Hamilton just how angry he is and whether it was intentional or not we will never know Uh, he collided with Hamilton very not exactly a huge collision because it was very slow speed but it was still a a bump wasn't it, and yeah, that it did still, not go down well,
0: yeah, it was still however slow speed it's still, I guess you could argue essentially like using his car as a as a weapon, if you like, to sort of tell Hamilton he wasn't happy because the first incident Hamilton, yeah, hit the brakes quite hard, but there was no no wrongdoing to be found to just slowing down for a slow corner backing up the pack like he's allowed to do uh, because safety car restarts are crazy in Baku uh, and it's not an easy place to be first at in a Baku restart. But then when Vettel hit the back of him, he got on the radio saying, thinking that Hamilton had brake tested him and he just saw saw red straight away, pulled up alongside his car, turned the wheel and they just banged wheels. Um, Quite a nothing you know, no, no huge damage or anything like that, but it was more just quite a shocking display of, yeah, just anger and from a, from a world champion as well, that that's not, not known for that sort of thing. He just had a big, yeah, just saw, saw red and made a big error of judgment, which skipping ahead slightly, he did apologize for uh, let it down the line and essentially admitted that, you know, it wasn't his finest moment.
1: No, it wasn't, um, and, you know, we, uh, we moved on from that, and uh, the safety car restart, well, the sa- safety cars usually breed more safety cars, and this was definitely the, ca- the case in uh, in Baku, wasn't it, where Ocon and Perez, hmm, let's talk about them, <laughs> shall we? <laughs> yeah. They uh, they absolutely loved colliding, didn't they, those two? And it got, yeah. it got pretty bad between those two.
0: Yeah, I think this was the first one, I believe. Yeah.
1: Would have been yeah because quite early in the season in 2017, but um, it did get bad towards the end of their relationship, didn't it? It was uh, they the team very much had to step in. You know there was that big incident or not well near incident in in Spa, uh, which is Well, the actually
0: that- I have just remembered something. There was the controversy beforehand. I've just got I've just gone to check that this was the case. There was the controversy in the previous race because Ocon was absolutely flying, and. Sergio uh, potentially could have got a podium and was quicker than Perez and Perez ignored team orders, didn't let him through, uh, even though he was on a better strategy. Uh, And there was controversy there because uh, Perez ignored the team's request to allow his faster teammate Ocon passed and challenged Ricardo for the last podium spot. So he'd kind of denied the team of podium. So there was already a bit of beef
1: going into this race. Uh, beef, it, and and the, the beef and the beef boiled over, grew <laughs> larger, didn't it? Yeah, uh, with exactly the same corner as where Raikkonen and uh, Bottas uh, came to blows. Uh, Ocon just shoved it up the inside, didn't he? Uh, at that corner, kind of moved the car over to the right, and obviously there is a wall over to the right, and there was contact, and it and all hell just broke loose, didn't it?
0: Yeah, Ocon just did didn't need to squeeze his teammate. I don't know if he he just felt a little like he wanted to leave a little bit more in and send a message to his teammate after what had happened before. But he didn't need to do that. Uh, and the fact that he just, he made Perez just end up in a closing gap with the wall. And these are these are another two that you can, that there are, like I said, a lot of people that can have this argument that it's not outrageous that, these two could have even ended up with a one-two, or at the, at the very least a podium. Uh, but yeah, crashing into each other. Ocon um, dropped down with a puncture. Prez was out, but not out, as we find out later.
1: And then Räikkönen had a puncture as well, and was out, but not out. But not out. <laughs> <laughs> and that was because the red flag came out uh, due to debris on lap twenty-two. Uh, And then there was another very famous moment uh, with Kimi Raikkonen where he was was being pushed down the pit lane and he needed his steering wheel and gloves and they weren't giving it to him. Yeah. Uh, So there was that very famous uh, team radio uh, of gloves, steering wheel, tell them to give him to uh, give them to me uh, stuff and just really angry. Yeah. 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 He was getting very uh, anxious, wasn't he? That he was going to start the race without a steering wheel or gloves. Um, but he did eventually get it, and it was just a, a quality Kimmy Räikkönen moment. This,
0: this race is just full of
1: memes. It uh, really was. Kimmy was the uh flagship meme man, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, definitely uh, uh, at, at this time. Uh, so when with the red flag, it wasn't actually a standing start, was it? It was a safety car, yeah. Start. So, this was before they had the
0: standing start, uh, restart rule, which probably, <laughs> probably wouldn't. Made things a lot calmer in Baku because we mentioned the wider cars, but
1: slipstream.
0: Yeah, it, the the wider cars we've seen what what these new cars. Sorry, they're not new anymore, but those cars. What happened in Monza, for example, the slipstream is so big that, and and this was a prime example of it. That the wider cars, crazy slipstream, and the safety car restarts were just absolutely bonkers. So the fact that they were always rolling starts it almost just, you were just guaranteed minimum overtake, if not a little more carnage every yeah. single time there was a restart. A standing start would have
1: literally time. been safer, wouldn't it? It literally yeah. would have been safer, um, yeah. the, the shorter rundown towards Turn 1. Uh, but the, that, after the red flag, that safety car restart, with the slipstream, produced one of the best overtakes we'll see in terms of last of the late breakers from Mr. Daniel Ricardo wasn't it? Up the inside, pretty much four wide with two Williams and Hulkenberg and gets himself up to P3. Bearing in mind, we were speaking about him being in 17th, not that long ago, yeah. by by lap 25, not even halfway through the race. He's up to P3 uh, after doing a, f- <laughs> a triple overtake into turn one.
0: Yeah. The, the fact that the back is straight is so wide as well. And then you can get four, five, six cars wide if you wanted to, but yeah, it was a four wide moment. The order on the safety car restart was Hamilton, Vettel, Massa and Stroll for Williams uh, in third and fourth, uh, Ricardo fifth Hulkenberg six, but Ricardo, had, sorry, Hulkenberg had kind of got Ricardo, um, from his slipstream. And then Ricardo was like, I'm going to send it on all of you. And he was actually side by side with Stroll and Hulkenberg, uh, went to sort of outbreak them and then just thought, you know what, I'm going to outbreak all of them Uh, and just, yeah, just outbreak three cars uh, and absolutely unbelievable send. And then uh, the very next lap, actually Magnussen did a, almost a forgotten move uh, because of how good Ricardos was, but it was a similar overtake where he'd got Massa and Hülkenberg. uh, Only a pathetic two cars in one move,
1: that one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, only joking, a double overtake. Yeah, yeah. rubbish. But yeah. Now, with the uh, chaotic races, we should probably mention uh, a man who holds a record that nobody wants, and that's the <laughs> most races without a podium uh, for Mister Nika Holkenberg. Now, this was very much a door slightly ajar. You'd, you'd say, wouldn't you, for a potential podium with the amount of crashes and chaos that's going on. Uh, but then Hulkenberg makes that mistake. Pretty, I think, pretty much on the same lap. I think as all of this going on, um, just before the castle section, he just gets on the curb a little bit too aggressively, and then just breaks his front right suspension as he turns in too early. And it, I mean, looking back at that, you think, "Wow!" Like it genuinely was it something playing on his mind? Because that's such an odd error to make that you know yeah, you completely kind of unforced, wasn't it? Yeah,
0: yeah, completely unforced error, and yeah, just. Hulkenberg just traditions him being in a, this could be the race gets a podium and then something he, he crashes or spins off or something. And yeah, just terrible. Yes. You uh... can't even be like, he's unlucky because it was, it was literally his fault. Like he just, it's hard to watch. All... Yeah.
1: But um yeah, I'm sure he'll, he'll, he'll regret a few moments in his career, but you know, he had, he had a very strong, Uh, midfield outing a lot of the time, a lot of the time when there wasn't a crazy race, he'd finished seventh uh, behind the three, the three teams. He just didn't have uh, the luck uh, of the draw a little bit as well. Uh, Now you think that's a lot of chaos for one race. It's only halfway, half race distance. Maybe it'll calm down. Oh no, it did not. And also before we get into this worth mentioning that Massa was uh, having a great race, and then started dropping back with an issue, and eventually retired with a broken suspension. So that was sad yeah, for, for another, Felipe, another driver that could have won the race. <laughs> adding <laughs> that's, to that's that, that's insane. That's absolutely insane. For Williams, yeah. So the insanity continues because you'd think, okay, Hamilton maybe just about has Vettel under wraps, and because uh, obviously Vettel was able to change his front wing, and you know it was pretty much a level playing field. But Hamilton looked like he was uh, going to be okay for the victory until his headrest was like, nah, I'm out. <sighs> And right. the strangest thing ever watching the onboard or just the, the slight offboard is like a back left camera and just seeing his headrest uh, on the straights, especially just lifting. And of course, with something as dangerous as that, if that comes loose, he has to come in and pit and get that fixed. So all of a sudden, I remember us all sat, sat watching, thinking, right, so hold on, Hamilton's going to have to pit. Vettel's got a penalty or going to get a penalty at this point. We thought it wasn't actually given at the time, was it? It was kind of like delayed and we didn't know what he was yeah. going to get. So we're all just trying to work out who is actually going to win this race.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolute madness. I mean, you don't see that issue happening. It's very rare that, that headrest thing and the fact that, you know, it's happening to the race leader as absolute carnage. I was actually trying to find out what the issue was and they, rechanged the uh, it was it was it wasn't the fact that it wasn't fitted properly or anything like that they just said that uh, i don't know if they've gone over bumps or anything like that but there is the um, i'm going to be really childish here and read a Toto wolf quote out which is the ultimate that's what she said michael scott thing uh, because his uh, thing was his quote afterwards he said i haven't heard of that problem the knobs that go into the hole are not very large so that was uh, what Toto said about uh, yeah, that's the what issue. She said. Absolutely. So, <laughs> so, yeah, they they ended up changing those knobs to be bigger for the next race and didn't have the issue again.
1: Great. Moving on. Uh, so so <laughs> Hamilton pits uh, a couple of laps after it started to come loose uh, on safety grounds. Uh, at that same time, Vettel was given a 10-second stop-and-go penalty for dangerous driving, and bearing in mind that is the harshest penalty they can give without black flagging and disqualifying. And uh, so th- the the stewards did not deem that a good uh, thing for Vettel have done, uh, to have done behind the first safety car. It took quite a while, didn't it, to get a uh, decision from them? But that's just a running. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: you had the whole because it was so dramatic as well. Obviously, it happened before the red flag, so the whole red flag was the drama of everyone going, what, what penalty is Vettel going to get? And that there was that whole red flag talk of like, this is huge because essentially it's he's used his car to deliberately crash into his rival to
1: make a point. So mm. people yeah,
0: were expecting was, a very harsh penalty.
1: Yeah, maybe lucky to have gotten away without being disqualified that day. Mm. Uh, but Vettel managed to actually rejoin ahead of Hamilton despite his penalty. So they were P7 and P8 uh, after those two... Uh, pit stops, and the order after all of this chaos is now Daniel Ricciardo leading, uh, Lance Stroll second, Kevin Magnussen third, Esteban Ocon fourth, and Valtteri Bottas, who was a lap (laughs) down at the start, is now in fifth. So, Ricciardo and Bottas, who had two of the worst starts to a race, and now, both well, Ricciardo's leading and Bottas is making a a charge through, Uh, and he in fact... Looking in a great position as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's why we were still trying to work
1: out, weren't we? Like Bottas is in a Mercedes. Can he still win this race? Where is he going to finish? And Bottas was making his way through. He actually got up to P3 in the closing stages of the race and was catching Stroll for P2. And we just sat there going, is he going to get him? Does he have enough laps? Uh, Meanwhile, Hamilton and Vettel uh, were, were both making their way through, as you'd expect, and they got up to P4 and P5. And right towards the run. Towards the line on the final laps, Daniel Ricciardo won the race, which just an absolutely ridiculous uh, thing to thing to to say at the from the beginning of that race. Uh, but Bottas just just it's like some sort of F one career mode <coughs> scripted storyline. Uh, Past Stroll uh, on the run to the flag, uh, which was a little bit heartbreaking for Lance, but he still managed to finish P three, didn't he? And that was his first podium. It was
0: yeah, first first podium and. First podium for Williams in a while, and it was, it was the first Canadian on the podium since Jack Villeneuve as well. So, um, yeah, huge, huge thing for Stroll. It was. I I do wonder. I don't know. Don't know how you feel about this. I, I, you watching it back. I know there's nothing you can do, because essentially Bottas has got a huge slipstream. He's got DRS. He's in a much quicker car. So Lance was a sitting duck. I wonder if that was for P3, whether he'd have gone very aggressive. Uh, but the fact that he could fall back and he'd still be on the podium maybe meant that he just thought, I'm not I'm not going to do anything silly here because we know what the Baku main straight and the speed they're going down, you don't want to do a, a I mean, crazy silly move. But I wonder how desperate he would have been if...
1: Uh, it's a good, it's it was a good the point. P3 three for, on the line. I think if it was for P1, we may have seen a, little, yeah, very a true. little jerk to the left or something. But as you say, I think there is a lot of common sense that a lot of the drivers would, would have that you're really a sitting duck anyway, uh, yeah. no matter what you do in, in that situation. And you can have an almighty crash uh, if, you, if you make a sudden movement. But yeah, that was, uh, that was the Azerbaijan 2017 Grand Prix. Uh, it finished. Ricardo Bottas-Stroll Vettel just ahead of Hamilton for P4. Then Ocon, uh, who had that incident, still finished P6. (laughs) Uh, K-Mag 7th, Carlos Sainz 8th, Fernando Alonso ninth, and Pascal Verlein finished 10th. So, yeah, uh, pretty much the greatest example of never give up. And maybe uh, Lewis Hamilton needed to watch this particular race back uh, before saying he was going to... Give up in Spain. Yeah.
0: Yeah, because on lap six, if you look at the results from lap six, uh, Ricardo's in 17th and Bottas is a lap down
1: in last, and they finished first and second. (laughs) (laughs) That's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, that's, uh, there you go. That's a bit of a reflection from five years ago. Tommy, final thoughts.
0: Final thoughts. Um, I guess, I guess this race, turned like it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a modern classic there's so many incidents uh, so many memorable moments from just this one race and then the fact that 2018 was absolutely epic as well the year later it just the, I don't know a circuit that has changed from absolutely hated to fan favorite in three years um mm. it, you you get you go to Baku now expecting an insane race and it's disappointing if you, you know you could even argue that last year is quite tame for a Baku race and it was still pretty dramatic to say the least so um yeah you just expect carnage at Baku so uh obviously hoping for safe carnage because it is in my opinion a very sketchy circuit still um but yeah here's hoping for another another banger this year this week another
1: banger. Safer tyres, because uh, Verstappen oh, had that yeah. big crash down the straight. I think Rosberg was talking about how horrendous that could have been had he gone left <sighs> rather than right. Because of course the pit entry is there. Um, I agree, it is a quite a, still a sketchy track, um, but I think you know they're, they're not going to do. They can't really change a huge amount on that on that straight, really. Um, so it's uh, it's here to stay. And, and I have I have high hopes that it will be a good race. To be fair, with the the improvement that they can follow a bit better. Uh, it should allow, on paper, for uh, the cars to be a bit closer coming out of that those final few corners and then onto the uh, the long straight. So, I'm hopeful uh, that this year will be good. Um, i fingers crossed for a Charles Leclerc win, but you know I don't <laughs> want to be hearing any "I am stupid" team radios uh, this year because I'm that's...
0: actually hoping for a great Leclerc Verstappen battle because we're doing a race watch. Well, Leclerc
1: long. wins, yeah, no, me too. <laughs> That's going to be too. Yes, we are doing a a race watch-along. If you haven't heard, uh, we're on Twitch now. Uh, So we'll be doing a race watch-along for the very first time uh, on on Sunday, of course. And uh, we'll also be doing qualifying watch-along on Twitch uh, as well on Saturday. Uh, So make sure to follow our our Twitch channel, WTF1 Official. And you'll see us over there lots more uh, over the coming months. Um, for for every, pretty much well most sessions uh, you'd have to say Tommy and uh, it'll be me myself Katie will be joining as well uh, maybe Cambridge who's a new addition to the to the, the WTF one team and yeah we'll be giving you lots of live reactions and lots of clip worthy things of me telling Tommy to jog on probably. So. <laughs> Yeah, and burning gracious onesie
0: when Max wins again (laughs) because it's going on this weekend. Please, it must. she must have outgrown it by now, (laughs) surely.
1: (laughs) Right, thank you so much, Tommy. Thank you, everybody, for watching and listening. Hashtag WTF1Podcast if you want to get involved in the discussion. Give us a like, give us five stars, however you're listening, and uh, leave us some feedback as well. And uh, we'll see you very soon for another That Time When Podcast. Bye! Bye!